Hi, everyone. As you may have realized from the title of the episode, we're going to be talking about trauma in the chakras. This can be a very sensitive topic, and I wanted you to know right up front so you can make the best decision for you about listening to these episodes. They will not be graphic or specific, but if you think it'll cause you harm to listen, please don't. Your emotional and mental health is really important. Take care of it. Hello, my name is Sarah and I am your chakra coach. On this podcast, we'll be exploring how the chakra system can guide you to grow your emotional, mental, physical, and spiritual wellness, leading you closer to your highest self. Hi, everyone. How was your week? Mine was pretty good. Thank you to everyone who checked in with me about my move. It went pretty well. I'm mostly settled in, although I have a a long way to go before I really feel like my new place is home. But like everything, it's just a process and we'll get through it. Yeah? We are back this week with a third in our newest series about trauma to the chakras. If you listened last week and the week before, we talked about the root chakra, and just like those weeks, I want to start with some of the same thoughts. First, an invitation to care for your mental and emotional health. This is a heavy topic, or at least it can be for some people, so I invite you to take care of yourself. Know what you're ready to discuss and listen to, and what you're not. And if you're not now, be open to the possibility in the future. Uh, remember that there is acute and chronic trauma. Acute is a particular event that is emotionally or mentally or even physically damaging. Chronic trauma is what you might consider uh, low-level stress that occurs over a long period of time. A person can experience one or both at any time. And I encourage you not to try to define one as worse or easier or use any sort of comparative term like that. What matters is our experience, our perception of our experiences, and how we're dealing with the emotions they bring up now when we think about them. Remember that we might have thoughts that we think without even noticing them about our past or even our present. Each time those thoughts pop into our heads, whether we notice them or not, a whole new wave of emotions can come. And that's okay. What we're doing in this series is potentially bringing unconscious thoughts forward and learning to reframe them so that we can begin to heal from the pain they bring us right now. That's kind of complicated, but I'll keep explaining as we go. As you listen, If you recognize yourself in any of the descriptions, make an effort not to attach yourself or your identity to any of the causes of trauma. You are not your past. You are not the things that happened to you. You are the person who is actively looking to heal. I know this because you're listening to this podcast right now. So you're already the person who is taking active, positive steps. 
take a minute to celebrate that. Now, remember there can also be varying levels of imbalances in every chakra, and not all of them are caused by trauma. Day-to-day life changes our energetic balance. Some days we feel great, others not so much. If you hear something that you relate to, it may not be that you have acute or chronic trauma. It may be that there are just things in your life right now causing an imbalance. I've said it before, imbalances are a part of life, a part of being human. We all have them. So the practices we'll talk about can help with all types of imbalances. Use them as you like. Last thing, just like I said last episode, if you want or need professional help, find a therapist. I am not a counselor, but I totally endorse it and truly believe that we can use any and all healing methods to get healthy and move toward our highest selves. Again, I'll post the link to an online therapy provider in the show notes, and you can get some resources there, including therapy with a live counselor and some other things, or find someone in your own town. Chakra work complements all other modalities. Families have a lot going on. Let Ollie help manage the mental load with new cognitive health supplements for everyone four and up, like delicious lolly Focus Pops or lolly Mellow Pops for kids. And for parents, try three new Brainy Chews to help you focus, chill out, or get energized. Find these cognitive health buddies for the whole fam at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. This week, we talk about the sacral chakra. A quick overview is helpful here so that we're all on the same page. Uh, The sacral chakra is located about two inches, give or take, below your navel. It governs reproductive organs and other physical structures in that area. The primary concern of the sacral chakra is our emotional life, our sexuality and sensation and feelings. It's our need for connection and relationships. When this chakra is balanced, we believe in our right to have independent feelings, know what they are and process them appropriately. This chakra is also very connected to movement of the body. In my experience, this is one of the most imbalanced chakras in our society today, at least in the U.S. where most of my clients are. So the first question is, How would trauma in this chakra show itself in our lives? Well, like all the energy centers, it can depend on whether the energy is excessive or deficient, too much or too little. And that balance is different for everyone. You are the best judge of what too much or too little is in your life. Not me, not society. I always like to throw that in because it's so easy to get caught up in what we think others want us to be like. This journey is about finding the balance that makes you feel, think, and act in your best interest. Not selfishly, but as part of the grand loving universe that we're all a part of. So how might it look if the energy in your sacral chakra is low? You could feel stiff in your body and in your attitudes or beliefs. Rigid boundaries, not healthy ones that keep you safe and well-adjusted, more like ones that keep people out. 
hard walls around you. This can be in emotional connections with others or fearfulness around your own sexuality or a lack of passion and excitement in your life, the kind of lack that leaves you feeling hollow and without purpose, not sure what to do with yourself, the feeling that there must be something more to life, but you're just not sure what it is. This lower energy can come from, of course, how you were raised. Lots of people are raised to fear their emotions, to keep them under wraps, not to express them, especially the negative ones like anger or sadness. This can be general or even gender specific. Uh, You know, nice little girls don't get angry or frustrated. They keep smiling no matter what. All emotions are to be kept inside and only neutral or nice emotions should be let out in public. Little boys can feel angry, but they mustn't feel sadness or hurt. They must be tough and never sensitive. These rules that our society places on us are completely arbitrary, of course. There are some sociological theories that say these defined roles helped us develop and succeed as a species, and whether or not that's true, it's not helping us anymore. That doesn't doesn't stop the world from continuing to enforce them, though, does it? All it really does is encourage us to build up walls around ourselves so that our true feelings aren't seen. And there are a lot of problems with that. Here's one. We start to lose track of what we're feeling. We're unable to identify our own emotions because we're so busy hiding them. That's why I spend so much time in my courses and coaching, trying to really understand what people are feeling, trying to help them understand what they are feeling. That's how we start to heal and move forward in a journey. Sometimes all we know is that we want to feel differently from how we feel now. But what is that? How are we feeling now? What are the emotions doing to our bodies? Emotions and our bodies are so intimately connected, I'm I'm not sure they can really be separated. So when we don't know what our feelings are, We don't know what our bodies are, and we suffer. We suffer physically, emotionally, mentally, and spiritually. This this loss of feeling, the connection to our bodies, can come from sacral chakra trauma. Children deprived of appropriate loving touch and lack of affection from parents and other adults can have trouble creating the mind-body connection that's so important to living a healthy life fulfilling life. If we grow up emulating that physical distance with others, the sacral chakra trauma can continue through adulthood. This deprivation and trauma can also cause excessive energy in the sacral chakra, which I'll I'll get to in a minute. Another problem, we lose connections with others. True connection requires sharing, at least some sharing. It should, of course, always be done with appropriate boundaries, meaning we share more with intimate partners than the checkout person at Target. At at least that's how it's supposed to work. But when our sacral energy is low, we might find ourselves not sharing connections with anyone. And 
Almost everyone needs connections to other humans. Not everyone needs the same amount, but nearly everyone needs some to feel their best. But if we're constantly hiding our emotions away behind walls, we don't make real connections. And if both people in any relationship are doing that, the connection stays superficial and can feel unfulfilling. Or if you're the one with walls, a friend or partner might feel that you're distant or cold, unfeeling, emotionless, which weirdly, if you're the one inside those walls, can really hurt to hear. It can hurt a lot because it isn't that the emotions aren't there. It's just that they're not getting out. And to hear that you're emotionless can make you feel unsafe to share, and then the cycle just continues. One more issue with keeping your feelings hidden, sometimes even hiding them from yourselves. If we're hiding the bad emotions, if we're pushing them away and not feeling them, we're losing the ability to feel the good ones as well. We get numb. We forget how to feel at all, so we don't feel joy either, or pleasure, or play, or fun, or excitement. This can stem from a very strict upbringing where physical pleasure and excitement were essentially forbidden. This can, of course, be sexually related, but it can also be less complicated things, simple things, like just taking a bath or, or doing something just for fun. It also gets a little bit into the solar plexus chakra, but if you've ever felt guilty for taking some time for you or spending an afternoon being unproductive, whatever that means, your sacral chakra might be a little low energy. Emotionally distant parents, same as with affection distant parents, can cause this trauma to the sacral chakra. And honestly, most parents are doing their best. If you're a parent, you know that's true. And we're all somebody's child, and chances are our, our parents were trying, doing the best they could with the tools they had. Sadly, this can be true even for abusive parents. It's not right, but some parents think abuse or distance is all they have to raise their children with. What we can do as adults is stop those cycles, create new tools for ourselves to heal our own trauma and not pass that on to anyone else, whether they're our children or simply other people we encounter. But these traumas take their toll on us, in this case, in the sacral chakra. And if your response, your unconscious response was to pull your energy back into your sacral chakra, you might experience some of the situations we just talked about. But what if your unconscious response to trauma was to create a lot of energy in the sacral chakra? What might that look like now? Well, sort of the opposite. No boundaries. In an effort to connect with people, there's a compulsion to share, to put all of your feelings into the world without a filter. 
And let me just stop for a minute to say that neither of these responses are wrong. You can be a private person or an openly emotional person. Both are fine as long as it's working for you. What I'm talking about here is when it stops working for you and is causing you harm or damaging your relationships, your sense of self. Wear your heart on your sleeve. That's great. What what a beautiful thing to be available and vulnerable with others, but not when it's hurting you or others. So back to not having healthy boundaries. It's not so much about sharing your emotions or even what some people might call oversharing, which honestly only you can decide what's oversharing for you, but it's more about emotional manipulation. Let me explain what I mean because the line is fine and it could take some soul searching to figure out if this is you. Sharing your emotions for connection is wonderful when you're sharing without expectation. If, however, you have some trauma in the second energy center, be sure you're not sharing in order to get something from the person you're sharing with. That you're not playing a game with them that requires they give you something of them in exchange for a part of you. If we find ourselves accusing others of being emotionally unavailable all the time, consider looking inward to see if you're inadvertently doing this. Some people are doing it on purpose, but I suspect most people don't even realize that's what's happening. Remember that everyone is entitled to determine where their own boundaries are. Sacral chakra trauma can cause us to forget that or ignore it because we're so desperate for connection. This can, of course, happen with sexual abuse, creating a lot of energy or draining the energy from the sacral chakra. Children's perception of where appropriate boundaries are gets skewed. And as, an, as adults, there can be a push for closeness, even a push for enmeshment because it mimics their experience when they were young. On the other side, a survivor might shut off all desire for closeness or even swing between the two because the balance in this energy center is so off. Here's where I'm going to pause for my regular encouragement for professional help. If you are an abuse survivor or currently in an unsafe situation, do not just rely on chakra work to get you through it. Sure, it can help, absolutely, but it's incredibly important that you find professionals, therapists, counselors, maybe even law enforcement, who can help you. This podcast in no way replaces those services. I'm here to support you but I cannot be your sole source of healing in these situations. That said, back to sacral trauma. If we're raised with emotionally manipulative parents who used excessive guilt or the threat of extreme anger to control our behaviors or emotions, we could be doing the same thing to the people around us, which is really hard to identify in yourself. Again, some reflection will help. Try not to judge yourself if you see these tendencies. There's no need to put a moral label on it. Simply notice it and try to determine if that's how you want to interact with the world. 
or if another way might feel better and be healthier for you. You always have a choice. As best I can tell, though, as we go through this work, most of us feel better if we're operating and living our lives from a balanced place. Another sign of an overactive sacral chakra can be feeling overwhelmed by emotions. Big swings, really high highs and really low lows. This isn't just feeling your emotions, it's being controlled by them. As if they're happening out of your control and ruling your life. Or if you seek out situations or crises with a lot of drama... This can be in an effort just to feel something, or it can be because you're addicted to having strong emotions. You you like the feeling of a lot of hormones flooding your body at every moment. An unstable emotional home can have this effect because much like in the root chakra, we're looking to recreate what we're accustomed to or If it seems like the drama and all the emotions are coming from outside of us, we don't have to worry about what's happening inside of us. Check to see if you're relying on others to create your emotional state, to get your body vibrating with a lot of sensation. It might be a sign of sacral chakra trauma. So what can we do about bringing this energy center into balance? My personal hands-down favorite is exercise, movement, specifically yoga in this case. Yoga can open up your energetic channels, which can both bring energy into the sacral chakra if it's low and open the path for it to flow out freely if it's high. Or if any of the ideas in this episode resonated with you, try keeping a journal this week. One or two sentences around the topic each day. What comes up for you? Just Writing down some thoughts and getting them on paper can get the energy flowing again. If your energy is low, make an effort this week to do something pleasurable. If guilty feelings come up, try reframing your thoughts around it by thinking something like, I have given myself this gift and I am worthy of it. If your energy here is high, try taking some slow breaths before letting yourself fall down the well of emotions. You can go back to episode 36 and try some of the healing practices there. Take a walk, which amazingly can both build and release energy. We'll keep going with this series, of course, but take your time. Patience, grace, and compassion are our watchwords for the next few weeks. I genuinely loved the questions and comments on the root tra- uh, the root trauma episode. So if you have any questions around the sacral chakra, let me know those too. It's easy to reach out to me on Facebook and Instagram, both at your chakra coach. I check my messages there regularly. So if you contact me, I'll be sure to get back at you. If you feel like you'd like a little more personal attention, you can always go to my website, yourchakracoach.com and book a coaching call there. As always, I appreciate your time and energy listening, whether this is your first episode or you've been listening since the beginning or anywhere in between. Keep telling your friends about the show. And if you'd like to support me and the work I do, you can always join the Patreon. Until next time, I hope you have a wonderful 
week. Take care of yourself. Bye.